Hello and welcome to another episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. On today's show, I'm joined by producer Adam and him and I are going to discuss the recent Disney Plus show, Obi-Wan Kenobi. There are going to be some spoilers involved, so if you haven't seen Obi-Wan yet, first off, what are you waiting for? It's fucking awesome. But second of all, there are some spoilers in this, so uh, proceed with caution. Uh, Give us a listen after you've watched the show, or if you don't give a shit, come on in, listen to us. Uh, We're also going to kind of go over briefly uh, what we're going to check out next since we've gotten through Obi-Wan, so a lot of good TV out there right now, so tons of stuff to check out, so... Him and I'll kind of give you a recommendation what to check out after you watch Obi Wan. So, after the guitar riff, the Couch Potato Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. My name is Russ. Uh, Lucas, unfortunately, will not be joining us this evening, but I have gotten an awesome replacement. Actually, I would say the one B to Lucas's one A. Producer Adams on the show. Give Lucas. A uh, round of applause. I just totally screwed up that intro. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm going to give Lucas a, a round of applause. Motherfucker's not even here. Give him a round of applause for not being here. Yeah, yeah so we can have Adam <laughs> on the show. There we go. Thank you, Lucas, for not being on the show tonight so we can have Adam on the show. Adam, what's going on, man? Oh, not much. Uh, you know, I'm uh, going to uh, do this uh, this podcast about something that I like. Um, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this as well. Um, we are going to discuss the recent conclusion. Well, actually, we're just going to talk about the whole uh, show. Uh, we haven't done anything Star Wars related yet in our 60-plus episode run. So we figured, hey, what better time to do Star Wars than uh, to uh, do an episode on uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that just recently ended on Disney+. Plus. Which, very good. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, first off, I will uh, be in. What, what were your thoughts, man? What'd you think? So um, I went in um, kind of blind. Uh, I expected it to be decent because Ewan McGregor's in it. Love Ewan McGregor. Excellent actor. Um, you, wait a minute. Ewan or Union uh, McGregor? Yo, Union McGregor. That's right. I'm sorry. Union McGregor. That is an inside uh, joke. Former uh, co-worker of ours uh, referred to uh, Ewan McGregor as Union McGregor and Liam Neeson as Liam Nillison. Liam Nillison, yes. When we were talking about Star Wars movies at work one day. But go ahead. Um, but uh, I was uh, also going into it uh, kind of skeptical just because um, uh, I had some feelings about uh, the book of Boba Fett. Um and I also had some feelings about uh, the sequel trilogy. Um, it, I didn't hate them. I didn't hate any of it. it I mean, it's Star Wars. You can't. It's hard to hate Star Wars. But well, um, I don't know. Speak for yourself. There's a lot of people out there that yeah loathe <laughs> the Star Wars, especially the newer stuff. But go ahead. Yeah, the Disney stuff. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's fair for anybody to like. Okay, Disney's doing a new Star Wars thing. It's a cash grab. Um, I'm going to go into this, uh, skeptical. So I kind of did. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. That's my take on it. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that's, that's how I was too. When, um, initially when they announced that this, uh, they were doing an Obi-Wan, uh, well, this actually was supposed to be a movie. Yeah. And then of course, uh, Solo bombing at the box office kind of caused them to reevaluate things, which actually I am a solo fan. I actually 
thought that movie was a lot better than it's given credit for. But uh, this is not a solo episode. This is Obi-Wan. <laughs> um, but, you know, for me, the Disney Star Wars movies honestly kind of burned me out on the franchise a little bit. Um, yeah. Because um, I have not... I haven't really... I haven't finished The Mandalorian at all. Like I've gotten through all of season one except for the last episode, and I haven't invested in the book of Boba Fett yet. They did the the Bad Batch to the animated yep. series as well. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just one of those things where, like, after the rise of Skywalker, it was just kind of like Star Wars has just been kind of blah for me. I think uh, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just one of those things where I, I decided to watch this show because I figured if – Anything was going to kickstart my love of the franchise, it was going to be this because I'm not a fan of the prequels with the exception of Revenge of the Sith, but my favorite aspect of all of them was Ewan McGregor's performance as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I absolutely, he is the best thing about the original or the, the prequels yeah, by I far. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, if anything's going to kickstart my love of the, the series, it was going to be this. And, oh. um, I went in, like, okay, it started a little slow. Like, I was just telling you before we started recording that um, it took me a little while to, to start it. Uh, when yeah. I went to Colorado, I watched the first two episodes on my flight, and then I, it took me a little while to revisit the series. And I think I watched the third episode, like, three times because I would get distracted or I'd fall asleep. But uh, I made a commitment, watched the last – I watched three, four, five, and six – I think it was what I texted you on Thursday. Wednesday yeah. or Thursday, let you know I watched them. And I was like, okay, now this is what Star Wars is to me. This feels like a Star Wars show. Yeah. And this actually feels like the closest thing to the Star Wars movies that I love, which is the original trilogy, and they've had some good ones. But, yeah, this feels like a Star Wars show to me. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm actually probably going to watch it again at some point very soon. Yeah. There are little nods and and uh, uh, and things to some of the extended universe stuff. There's some nods to Clone Wars, and you don't have to watch all of that stuff to appreciate these movies. And I, that's one of the things I appreciate about it is because you can watch that stuff and like get those references and like, oh, that's so and so, and that's you know from this or that or the other thing, and. and but there's enough uh, nods and nostalgia and and uh, uh, enough stuff in there for regular Star Wars fans uh, that are just fans of the movies to go in and appreciate. You don't have to be a mega Star Wars fan to like this. And I think that's part of the allure of Star Wars, especially the original trilogy, is pretty much everybody went to go see the original Star Wars trilogy. Like, it was a, it was a phenomenon. It was like everybody was invited to... Um, you know, enjoy this cool space adventure. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the magic of Star Wars. You don't have to be a super fan to like it. Like, I think some of the things that have come out, like, you know, Solo and um, uh, Rogue One and, and yeah, those things are, are, are like, I, I love both of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, even like Bad Batch or um, some of the other Disney things that have come out, Mandalorian, 
like you have to kind of get the extended universe of Star Wars to appreciate those as much as you you can. This this series you don't have to. It's it's just a fun space adventure. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, uh, now, uh, like for me, I was going to ask you this first, but uh, like what what stands out to you? What like what did you love about this show? What stood out to me the most, um, I think, was Ewan McGregor's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's always good. Like it's, it's so that's one of the things that I went in like expecting. Uh, one of the things I wasn't expecting um, was how well it marries the prequel trilogy to the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And you could you could even say. Um, like some of the things from the original trilogy, like some of the things that I was reading about, like dirt, while I was watching it, people would complain, like, "Oh, when Vader sees Obi Wan on the Death Star and he says, uh, when I left you, I was but the learner,' and now, like, you know, they're retconning that. It's like, no, I'm no. the master. Yeah, it's like they're not retconning it. I mean, yeah, sort of. Like you could say that, but. All he's saying is when I left you, it doesn't mean like when I saw you last. So, mm. so like, I think people are grasping at straws when they, when they try and say something like that. So I think my favorite thing that, that stood out besides you and McGregor was the fact that it married the two trilogies together in a way to like bring the fans together. The, like the fans of the prequel trilogies, the, the kids that grew up with those, uh, can appreciate it the same way that the fans of the original trilogy appreciate their favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know for me, uh, I, I think uh, Ewan McGregor's performance is for me like head and shoulders, like the standout of the show. Mm-hmm. I really like how they kind of essentially made him a fucking wimp for the, mo- <laughs> for the majority of the show. Like I was expecting, <clears throat> I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting him to just be like kind of resistant to doing Mm-hmm. like the mission and then like kind of becomes a reluctant hero, but then like, okay, I'm Obi-Wan. I know I'm a good Jedi, not a great Jedi. Like I, uh, when I, when I was uh, thinking about this episode, like Obi-Wan always seems to just kind of, it seems like he kind of lucks out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. He's not like, he's not like, uh, he's not Anakin. He's not even Qui-Gon or Mace Windu. He's just kind of like, okay, he just happens to be like, gets a little bit of good luck. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of why I like him so much. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting him to be, like, as timid and scared. Like, the scene in, what was that, uh, episode, uh, episode, th- yeah, three. It's first the episode that Darth Vader shows up, which we'll get into that here in a, a minute, too, which I thought was super cool. But, uh, yeah, like, when he's... Uh, Basically, he tells uh, Leia and what's the Tora? Uh, Tola. Yeah. Tala. 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 Yeah. Tells yeah. them to go ahead and he's going to distract him and he's running and he's kind of like he fights Vader for a few minutes and then yeah. kind of takes off and then eventually gets dragged into that fucking fire. Yeah. But yeah, like I just like I really like how he was just super vulnerable and like scared and then like eventually, I mean, he knew it was going to happen. He's going to. Yeah eventually get his courage. But, um, yeah, I mean, just, I think he was fantastic. And like you said, just, I really like how they married the best part of the prequel trilogy, which was his performance. And like, you get the iconic Darth Vader 
Yeah. Which uh, it seems like, like look, watching these now, and then like you watch uh, like the uh, the original trilogy, like it seems like as Vader gets older, he kind of mellows out a little bit because yeah. he's fucking vicious in this. Yeah, he he snaps a kid's neck just because the kid's worried about his dad. Mm-hmm. Like, like the kid runs out. The kid's like a teenager, maybe thirteen at the most. Mm-hmm. And Vader's just like, "Nope, snap." Yeah, I seen that. I was and, like, "Oh shit!" And he's he's like choking all these people to get Obi Wan to come out, and Obi Wan's just like hanging back. And that, that's one of the best things that I like too. Is like. Obi-Wan hasn't used the Force in nine years, so he's kind of rusty, and he, he's not sure of himself, and he's scared to reveal himself. Uh, he's scared that he's going to ruin everything by, you know, he doesn't want Luke and Leia to get, you know, found out. So I feel like, yeah, the the reward, the payoff at the end is a lot better because of that. Mm. Um. How'd you feel about uh, Darth Vader being the... I mean, I kind of expected it, and once I heard Hayden Christensen was coming back as uh, Anakin Skywalker, I mean, you knew Vader was coming back. But, I mean, how'd you feel about Vader as the villain in this? I feel like um, all the time, uh, like, especially during the um, the early days of the prequel trilogy and, and the, the remastered sequels or whatever, when I was, you know, a kid... The and special editions... Yeah, special editions, that's what it is. Um, you hear about how scary Vader is, and like you hear in the original trilogy, like, oh, he's feared all the universe. Like, okay, yeah, he's he's pretty you know, intimidating when you like look at him, and he's he's tall and he's powerful, and you know, you don't see a whole lot of that in the original trilogy. You get some lightsaber duels. Um, he's got the scary, you know, mask and the scary sounding uh, breather. But you don't get to see him be ruthless. You don't get to see him. You don't get to see why he's scary to all these people. You get mm. to see why he's scary to Luke. But like, you don't get to see like him snapping kids' necks or. <laughs> so him being the villain in this kind of extends that. Um, I, I was a big fan of the the final scene in Rogue One. I think everybody was. And um, he just like rips through that hallway and like cuts through all those rebels like butter. Oh, yeah, favorite scene in a whole movie. So good. Like, as soon as that lightsaber goes on, you're like, oh, man, this is going to be so cool. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you get to see why Vader is a scary villain and not just some whiny kid, you know, or uh, in the, you know, context of the original trilogy, not just some, you know, big, tall, asthmatic, strong guy, you know. Mm -hmm. He's actually scary. He's actually, you know... Uh, and and in this, um, when he's talking to Obi Wan during the final episode, and you hear how monotonous he is, like almost he's almost smiling when he's talking to Obi Wan, and Obi Wan is like you know crying and saying he's sorry. He's almost smiling and saying you know I destroyed Anakin Skywalker, and he's creepy, mm. it's scary, you know, and. Like, he's destroyed that old person. He's not... There's no good... There's a couple of parts in this where I'm going to argue that there's still a conflict there, but at that point in time, like, there's no good... Like, pure evil. And that's cool. That's really cool for... to show that part of Darth Vader in this series. Yeah, that's like... I think that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole show was 
him basically like, yeah, the person that you knew is gone. This yeah. is what's left. And it, it, they basically, it's, it's because of you is why I'm like this. And I was like, oh, man, that's, that was so good. Um, yeah. Now, like, I want to touch base a little bit, too. Um, one of the things I, I was kind of uneven for me is um, the third sister, Moses mm-hmm. Ingram's performance. Um, now, I, I heard it, she got a lot of unnecessary hate from Star Wars fans. Oh, yeah. Which I... I've, I yeah. think I'm on record as saying that I think the three most petty, uh, just toxic fan bases in any media whatsoever are Star Wars fans, mm-hmm. uh, the heavy metal community, and I think I think the wrestling community has kind of taken over uh, certain movie franchises too. But <clears throat> she got a lot of like really vile and nasty like messages on Instagram, super racist stuff. Yeah. And I, I don't get it. And if you are one of the people that if you're listening to this and you're one of the people that sent her that shame on you, you should go fuck yourself. But, uh, I, I thought her performance is a little uneven at times. Like I, there's, I think as the story progressed, I kind of got a little less interested in her story arc when she starts yeah. to kind of, Kind of have second thoughts about what yeah. she's doing. I think that uh, the loud minority of um, racist uh, hoopla on the internet was um, kind of overshadowing the fact that, yeah, her performance is kind of uneven in this. Um, that being said, um, I mean, it it doesn't make it unwatchable. I mean, it, no, it's fine, no, she's but... she's good. It just, yeah. yeah, I I didn't understand. Like, I don't know. I I think that all that hate was kind of a. Uh, I think it's kind of the fall of Star Wars a little bit too. Is like they kind of in the early goings, of the movies just portrayed like essentially outside of Lando, everybody's white. Yeah. In that, and I think they've done. They've tried to do a good job. They've tried to incorporate different characters and races into the series and it just I don't know it seems that it always seems to be met with hate from Star Which Wars fans we, but I don't get it, it's a it's a it's a space uh, opera with green people and blue people and like lizard people and there's even a mole guy in this series like why are we caring about the color of a person's skin that's a humanoid because there's so many different yeah I got some th- thoughts on freck here in a minute but yeah I I don't get I don't get and it it's been like uh John Boyega got tons of hate um the girl that played Rose I her name is completely lost on me at the second but she got a ton of shit too and I just don't yeah. fucking get it and if that is the thing that you hate about Disney Star Wars and don't don't be a fan. It really like the Disney stuff has had a lot of issues, but the least of it is the fact that they've cast uh, a minority in a role. I don't fucking get it, but um, I mean, yeah. If if you're gonna be like that, and you're uh, and even if like you're one of those people that's like, oh, I only like the original trilogy, then like it's fine to have favorites. Just, you don't have to complain. Just watch it. Yeah, like Just okay. Watch Okay, that's fine, you know. <laughs> and actually, I find Finn to be kind of charming in those movies, too. 
Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, outside of that, though, yeah, uh, Moses Ingram. Like, I don't know. Like, I really liked her at first, but then when she started to kind of have second thoughts about what she was doing, I started losing interest in the character. And I know I really – I did not get the final episode when she decides to go after Luke. Mm-hmm. That really didn't make any sense to me why that had to be a thing. Yeah, That's like, probably been I, my biggest nitpick of the whole show was, like, okay – she wanted to kill him because he was Darth Vader's kid, and she wanted to piss off Darth Vader. I wasn't too sure. Um, I mean, yeah, I didn't get it either. I didn't. I started not liking her performance, like on episode two, mm-hmm. because like she was dialing it to eleven, which is supposed to happen because she's supposed to be like the most aggressive or whatever of all the Inquisitors, and that's why she she wants to you know, beat them all and, and be Darth Vader's number one person. You know, that, that was her motivation to begin with at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Cool. Dial it to 11, but I feel like when, when it comes to, to cinema, usually the nicest people play the best bad guys, like Ray Fiennes, for example, plays a bunch of bad guys. Excellent, excellent, uh, bad guy. Apparently, he's a really nice guy in real life. I feel like that's the opposite for, for Moses in this because she seems, like, super nice in real life, but she seems way too, like, it feels like she's trying to put on being bad in this, and she's doing a poor job of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not too, like, because I'll be honest with you, when it comes to the <clears throat> Star Wars, like, in the... The universe, like, I am not too familiar with the, the Inquisitors to begin with. So I didn't have a lot invested in that. I didn't even know who um, the Grand Inquisitor was. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't, because I had never watched the Clone Wars. They're, like, they're uh, big in the Clone Wars series. Am I correct? Correct, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I wasn't too invested in that. I don't know, that may have been, for me, why is because yeah. I'm not too familiar with those guys. Um, I did find out that the fifth brother is uh, played by the incomparable Sung Kang, who plays Han in the Fast and Furious series. So the whole time I'm, I see him on screen, I'm expecting a cameo from someone from that series. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, they wouldn't. Have, they would have gotten along if they would have had Dominic Toretto, because, like, you know, you guys are family. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, yeah. I... I like the Inquisitors. I like. I like the. Um, uh, they're finally like coming, breaking into the um, live action Star Wars universe. Um, I'm not huge on the Inquisitors. Like they're not my favorite uh, bad guys. Um, I mean, it it makes sense that you know it wouldn't just be Darth Vader and uh, Emperor Palpatine, you know, mopping up all the um, the Jedi. Um, you know, they got bigger fish to fry, so they leave that to. Uh, the um, you know sycophants that want to and it, I, I like the Inquisitors in the sense that you know it shows the infighting of the Sith before the rule of two mm. like they're they're really jealous and there's a there's a reason why there's a rule of two so and you know that's why because there there's always you know backstabbing and um, jealousy and hatred and all of those fun Sith things so it's cool to see but 
it's not you know it's it's not like you said it's not my cup of tea either like it's it's cool that we get to you know have that in a live action sense but i mean i wouldn't put too much focus on it and i think they put too much focus on reva the third sister in the series i think it Obi-Wan, it's not, you know, it's not Reva. <laughs> well, I think, too, uh, for me, personally, not knowing those those, those characters and that, that arc that well, mm-hmm. I, I think them introducing Darth Vader and essentially the end of episode two kind of took me out of it. It's like, all right, I don't really fucking care about these guys now. Darth Vader is in the picture now, and that's all I want is more Darth Vader. Once James Earl Jones starts talking, you can't look away. Yeah, it's like, okay, I don't... <laughs> And you'd really like, like, I think if they would have like put a little bit more focus on the Grand Inquisitor, I think he has a very cool look. And like, I do remember the character seeing him in like ads for the, the Clone Wars. And I think if I would have gotten to know him a little better, I may have been more invested into those guys. But the fact that I didn't really get to know him outside of uh, the third sister, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. like just okay, let's just get through this because I want I want Darth Vader. Hold on a second. I'm going to look up something, uh, but, uh, to go off that, but yeah, I like the, um, I like the grand inquisitor. Uh, I was reading an article that's, uh, um, that was saying that like, uh, he didn't watch the clone wars because he wanted to, his own take on the character, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, I think, uh, having continuity is a little bit more important, but I think it's cool that he wanted his own take on the character and not just, uh, uh, you know, making, uh, kind of impression of what was happening in Clone Wars. Um, I, I like it when actors do that. They, they're not trying to be somebody else. They're actually trying to make it their own thing. Oh. And uh, I think he pulled it off. Yeah. yeah, I thought, and plus I thought it was kind of weird too. They they originally, like, it looked like they killed him off. I'm like, okay. <laughs> this is supposed to be like the, the grand, like, essentially would be like, I would have guessed, Darth Vader's right hand man, right? The Grand Inquisitor right. would be like this the second Sith, you know. Yeah. And then they killed him off already. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And a a lot of fans that are fans of like Rebels, like I I didn't watch all of Rebels. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that now. And then Mark is gonna be like, You didn't watch all of Rebels? Mr. Yeah, we're gonna get Mark's gonna like text us. He's like, listen to your episode, you guys are <laughs> fucking horrible. He's just gonna dog us for being like <laughs> Uh but apparently he he is um, alive in that, and so the fact that he dies in this like kind of made everybody mad uh, until you know we figured out that ends like he's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I also uh, I really enjoyed the actress that played Leia. Oh, uh, she was such a surprise! Like I, when it comes to child actors, I'm just yeah, they, I, yeah they're very hit and miss. Yeah, and the Star Wars is very infamous. Uh, I mean, Jake Lloyd was fucking atrocious as Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, and I I was very skeptical. Like, okay, another kid actress. Ugh. I was a little shocked that Leia was even involved in this. I didn't know that they were introducing that character into the the show. And yeah, I honestly I the one thing that I, I take away from this is like. How many times do you need to get kidnapped before you fucking you learn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it happens like essentially. Like, did they did they give the the gap between uh, 
the end of Obi Wan and then the beginning of A New Hope? Did they give like the time frame between that? I think it's it's like nine or ten years or something like that. Okay, because um, I know the show takes place ten years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. I just didn't know. Yeah, which so they're they're about they're about early twenties, like Luke and Leia are early twenties at the beginning of the New Hope. So yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, well, now that answers the second question is like, man, what happened to Obi-Wan Kenobi in 10 <laughs> years? Because he goes from looking like Ewan McGregor, who looks, I mean, he looks younger than I do, to where like in 10 years he looks like, I don't know if he's smoking a shit ton of cigarettes on tattooing or what, which that doesn't. He, he tried the force lightning thing that Emperor Palpatine did and it left him scarred and formed. No, I, I just know if he's doing a lot of drinking, a lot of smoking, <laughs> like. <laughs> sucking down heaters and cheap whiskey. He, he finally found the death sticks guy and he, he got some death sticks. And that's what happens when you're on death sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I thought that Leia was uh, the actress. Uh, her name is escaping me as well. I'll look it up here in a second. But yeah, I thought she was a revelation. I thought she was fantastic. Oh yeah. In the show. And um, I, I just like how she seemed to be like, like she seemed to be the catalyst for Obi Wan slowly building his uh, his courage and getting the, the the force back. Right, and I think that um, him, her reminding him of Padme and the good qualities of of both Padme and and Anakin kind of like propelled him forward. Mm-hmm. It just reminded him of you know the good in people, and. The one thing that I really was confused about, about Leia's character, um, they kind of allude to the fact that she is Force-sensitive by the fact that she was able to read her cousin's mind and his feelings. And, which, by the way, her cousin was an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad glad he gets blown up in, like, ten years. But, um... uh, (laughs) Uh... and then she is too trusting to the mole guy. Oh, Freck? Yeah, and, like, Fuck she that dude. isn't able to read his mind. But also, she doesn't trust Obi-Wan when she's captured the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, consistency, Leia, consistency, come on. I, I, I get that she's still a kid and she's, like, you know, just Force-sensitive and not trained or anything, but, you know... You said intuition. <laughs> yeah. I could see trusting Freck, though, because he look, he's like he's an adorable mole character. Usually these cute, cuddly characters are very trustworthy in, in yeah. Star Wars, and it turns out he's a fucking a douchebag. Yep. Fucking Sold narc. <laughs> and, like, after he sells him out, like, man, I was like, I was really hoping he would have gotten, like, he just got knocked out. I was really hoping that, he would have been thrown into that that uh, that beam gate and just got yeah, like which, chopped in half or shot. It's like, come on, just fucking kill him already. I saw something really funny uh, about that the beam gate. Um, somebody was like, you know what would have happened is uh, since Darth Maul is still alive uh, and he got cut in half and then got new legs, what happened is he he found out that Obi Wan was on that planet, so he uh, dressed up uh, as a stormtrooper. And infiltrated that base, and, and then accidentally got cut in half again. It's like, oh no, not again! <laughs> I found out that uh, 
uh, Freck was played by Zach Braff. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought like I thought of Seth Rogen. It sounded a lot like him. It did yeah? That's that's crazy. Like he he was pretty gruff for Zach, Zach Braff. Like Zach Braff doesn't sound like that to me in my head. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, Freck's not smoking a J while he's driving. It's kind of <laughs> like okay, this isn't this isn't Seth Rogen after all. So uh, destic. <laughs> <laughs> Stick. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really liked uh, Leia, but um, nitpicks, uh, anything that you would change or you didn't um, care for? I'll, I mean, we kind of went into it a little bit with uh, the, the, you know, the, the third sister, like her story yeah. arc as it progressed to the. I would, I would dial her back a little bit. Um, that's kind of a nitpick of mine. I just dial her back a little bit and don't mm. focus much on her. I get why they did uh, to give the show a little bit more depth, but I don't think it needed it. Mm. Um, and that being said, like that was part of my bigger nitpick, which is the story is a little bit inconsistent. Um, I think it repeats itself too much. Um, and they focus on things that aren't important too much. And I know that they were doing that to dial back on, um, the Obi-Wan and Anakin, um, uh, conflict. And, um, they were trying to make that have more gravitas and, and more importance, which is good, but I think they could have done it a little bit differently. Um, they didn't need to repeat the whole leg got captured and I need to go save her from these Imperials again. Like, that was a, literally a repeated storyline for another episode. Mm-hmm. Now, they did it a little differently, but that's all. Um, that's my biggest nitpick. Uh, they could have refined the story a little bit better so that um, they could have still held back on the, the Obi-Wan and Anakin thing, but um, made it a little bit uh, more cohesive. Yeah, I know uh, for me, I, I would have just liked to have gotten if – I th- like I said, I, I think I would have been more invested in the Inquisitors if they would have I'd have got to know them a little bit better. Yeah. And maybe held Darth Vader back. Yeah. Maybe for, like, introduce him at the end of three. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they're kind of, like, more, like, minor nitpicks, like I said. like Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, give our uh, a review here in a minute. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't have anything really to nitpick. I think... Uh, the only other thing that uh, I didn't care for was, uh, I think you and I discussed this before uh, we went on the air, uh, trying to hide Leia in a giant trench coat. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was that was my only uh, – that was the biggest uh, plot hole. I don't even know what you'd call it. Like, that was just ridiculous. Like, that wouldn't happen that kind of pulled me out a little bit of, uh, of the illusion of, I mean, it's, it's a space fantasy. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, really the, the trench coat trick. Yeah. I, when I was watching that, I was like, what the fuck? Really? (laughs) Like there's not a cart you can put her in. It's like the only thing that would have been more outlandish is if, she would have been on Obi-Wan's shoulders and she was wearing the trench coat as the head and Obi-Wan was the body and the legs. <laughs> and you see, see like, like these like huge flappy arms, this gigantic man, but it like looks like the face of like an eight year old. Like that would have been the only thing that would have looked more worse than that. 
it's too bad that uh, the Empire is basically just space Nazis and they don't um, they don't really hire that many um, non-humanoid people because they could have totally dressed her up like uh, a Jawa and gotten away with it. What makes me wonder too is how like do they have like a cognitive abilities test when you sign up to join the Empire? Like, because <laughs> I, I mean. The people that they've hired for these like these gigs just don't seem to be very bright at all. Like they, and I mean I get it. Most of them are clones, and as yeah. you know, with clones that you know, I figured over time they would have perfected, yeah, the code and like at least made these people like you know I, I'm not expecting everybody to be like fucking Einstein or Stephen Hawking, but like I mean fucking episode four like one of them bumps their head. <laughs> and then they well, let this dude walk well, through, like has a giant trench coat <laughs> yeah I know right um, and then like uh, Tala breaking in uh, or like uh, not really breaking in but like uh, infiltrating the, the base the inquisitorial palace whatever you, I don't even know what it's called Mark is gonna hate me um, but uh, yeah we're already he's gonna send us hate, hate mail when this comes out uh, but when she's like, you know, infiltrating it and she's like, well, I'm your ranking officer. And the guy's like, after, after she says like, I'm an officer, he's just like, you know, goes into the fetal position. He's like, yeah, you're right. Like, instead of you know, following his instincts, like, why are you here? You're way out of your, you know, jurisdiction. Yeah, like, like, oh, okay, dude, come on in. Yeah. And then let them, and then the, the, whatever room she's in, whatever control room she's in, the commanding officer comes in and says, Hey, you're not supposed to be here. Come with me. Like, why don't you talk to her in front of people so that she doesn't have the chance to kill you if she's a spy? Like, yeah. why, why are you hiring these people, Empire? <laughs> yeah, it's like some of that, some of that stuff kind of takes you out of it for a minute. Like, okay, this is kind of dumb. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I mean, those are just minor nitpicks, so I still think it's an awesome show. So uh, before we wrap up uh, our Obi-Wan talk, scale of one, one star to five, what would you give Obi-Wan? Oh, I'd give it um, really close to five. I, I mean, I don't want to give it a perfect score because it definitely wasn't perfect, no. but it, like 4.9, 4.5, somewhere there. Yeah, that's, that's about where I would sit too. Um, yeah, this is like... This show, like I said, like it just really, like I've been just been disenchanted with Star Wars for a while, and like this kind of really invigorated me to like get back into like watching some of that stuff. Now, like I'm trying to figure out, like this week is kind of <clears throat> impossible, but I'm like really trying to figure out now. Like, okay, now I need to watch The Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian, good. It, yeah, it's. I would say that this is the best. The Obi Wan is the best Star Wars show. Mandalorian's close second. It's good. Okay. Well, uh, now you say like why? Because I mean, the Mandalorian is critically acclaimed. It it's is. It's been nominated for Emmys, numerous awards, been a lot of top ten lists. Uh, why would uh, I'm just curious more than anything? Why would you rank uh, Obi Wan over the Mandalorian? As someone who has not seen all of the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Um does bring in new characters and explores new avenues for star Wars, which makes it good. I mean, that's one of the best things because you don't have to be invested in, um, 
like these characters that you know it's it's not yeah star wars is a space opera and it deals about you know the skywalker family issues but you don't need that with the mandalorian so that that's what makes it good as far as um uh, obi-wan being better um the reason why obi-wan is better is because um it does the space opera thing correctly mm-hmm. it, it it mar- uh, we were talking about it earlier it marries the best parts of the prequels to the best part of the original trilogy so not only do you get um uh prequel fans uh together with original trilogy fans liking the same thing um it's still fun for everybody and it it's it captures the magic of what star wars was um mandalorian while it's good in its own right um, still does the um, uh, retro movie making like it, it tries to capture the original trilogy, the feel of the original, the c- cinematography of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Get too much Tatooine, and I think that's one of the best things about uh, Obi Wan is um, they came up with a story, a, a plausible story, not something contrived to get him off of Tatooine because otherwise, you know, we would just be watching Obi-Wan on Tatooine for 20 years and that's not fun. And every star Wars show and, uh, you know, we have Tatooine again. There it is. The desert planet. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the, uh, the Disney plus show, like Tatooine vice about like vice cops <laughs> on Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. And we were talking earlier before, uh, we started recording about Boba Fett. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell me about Boba Fett. Um, I've <laughs> I've been told that uh, I've gotten Jesus. I've got probably three or four different, like totally different reviews on Boba Fett. I've been told that I need to watch the Mandalorian first. Yes. And if I watch the Mandalorian, I will appreciate Boba Fett more. I've been you told will. Boba Fett's really good. I've also been told it stinks. Um, and you gave me actually the best review of all so far. So <laughs> I, I want you to hear. Which you said real quick about. Boba uh, Fett is, yeah, Boba Fett is uh, slow. It starts slow. And, I mean, you do appreciate it more if you watch Mandalorian. Uh, but when I went into Boba Fett, you know, uh, again, we get a lot of Tatooine. Woohoo, Tatooine. <laughs> uh, I expected more, um, you know, Coruscant or other planets where Boba Fett was being a bounty hunter. Uh, I get why they changed it, but instead we get Boba Fett doing small town politics and Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett fights for a roundabout near Mos Eisley. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, not only that, I, I'm not going to spoil the episode for you. There's a terrible, terrible episode with. Oh, I've uh, heard. I've heard. I think I know what one you're talking about. I've heard about it very pastel space Vespas. What? <laughs> space Vespas. I kid you not. See, like so, I, I am of, of the camp. I love Boba Fett. He's like one of my favorite characters in the, in the star Wars universe, but I don't know if I'm going to like, just, I don't know if I want to <laughs> really invest in it or not. The show, like, cause everything I've heard, even the good review is like, <sighs> I will get oh. this. Boba Fett was one of my least favorite characters and, and I have fought with many a star Wars fan because I was like, yeah, Boba Fett's 
cool in a kind of mysterious way, but he's a lame character in regards to the movies. Like in the movies, you get him see him stand next to all these other cool bounty hunters. Granted, he's the coolest, and then he's basically a simp for Darth Vader, <laughs> and he's like, oh well, Darth Vader, they're over here, and then Darth Vader's like. Good boy, good boy, Boba Fett. You get a treat. Here's a, a frozen Han sickle, like. <laughs> and then, after that, he just hangs out at Jabba the Hutt's palace. He doesn't do anything after that. He hangs out at Jabba the Hutt's palace, and then gets thrown into a a, a Sarlacc pit. Great, yeah, Sarlacc pit. He gets thrown into the great pit of Carcoon by a blind guy. That's Boba Fett in the movies. That's all he does. And so I've argued with so many people about it. Like, yeah, he's, he's okay. He's an okay character. He's he's cool in the fact that he looks cool. But I will give Boba Fett the show due credit. They expound on his character, and he's he's much more fleshed out, and I like him a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So I will give him that. <laughs> okay. And he's he's also trying to get a school that he passed on Tatooine. <laughs> The kids need books and uh, computers. There, there is an episode where uh, he gets the urban youth uh, a job. So, <laughs> Also, he's like a mentor. Yeah, he's, he's a mentor for sure. He's trying to be like the NFL man of the year. <laughs> Small town politics, Boba Fett. Actually, that sounds like a more appealing show. Like just him like, <laughs> like going in front of like a city council and like, damn it, we need the roundabout. <laughs> There's like a traffic accident that almost kills like a member of his family, and he's fighting hard for the roundabout because like there's nothing there. There's no stop signs or anything. Like a roundabout would have like prevented this accident from happening. He's he's raising funds for the, his roundabout by selling watch out for space Vespa uh, bumper stickers. <laughs> or it becomes like uh, Boba Fett meets Aaron Brockovich. Like the there's a water source on Tatooine. It's like causing cancer and like he ends up like filing a lawsuit against this company and <laughs> we need uncorrupt moisture farmers <laughs> we're essentially turning uh boba fett into harvey birdman attorney at law <laughs> um yeah uh, get back real quick yeah uh i would totally give obi-wan four four and a half uh, yeah. It's probably, like, I've watched most of the Marvel shows. Um, I haven't watched Moon Knight or Miss Marvel yet. Um, and I haven't watched, uh, I haven't finished The Mandalorian, so I can't, I, that gets an incomplete grade for me. But it, I would say it's probably been my favorite thing that Disney Plus has put out so far. I would agree with that, and I've I've seen most of them, so. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, if you have not watched Obi-Wan yet and you're a Star Wars fan, I, Adam and I both highly recommend it. Uh, Lucas was uh, going to be on the show. Uh, he marathoned through that this weekend, and actually he really enjoyed it too. So he also gives it a, a highly recommend rating as well. So I, uh, I do want to uh, touch uh, on um, the final episode before we wrap things up. Oh, yeah, we didn't even go, go over that. Uh, that was probably the best episode. So, uh, if, Oh yeah, if the last episode's the best for sure. If, if you, if you get, uh, put off by how slow the first couple of episodes, uh, start out, or if you get put off by, you know, Reva's storyline or whatever, 
the the sixth episode just ties it all together. It's so good. Uh, that spoiler alert, everybody. I, I mean, we've yeah, already spoiled. Yeah, uh, well, I'll put I'll put a spoiler in the uh, intro too. But um, when Obi Wan, uh, when I mean that whole fight, when when Vader like smashes his hand into the ground and caves the ground in around Obi Wan and like throws the rocks on top of him, uh, and then Obi Wan like. You finally get that payoff of Obi-Wan, like, remembering Leia and Luke and all the good things about, you know, his friends. And then he, like, lifts literal mountains and, like, pelts them at Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Like, that that's such a good payoff. And and him slashing his, like, like when he smashed his breather and he makes that same wheezing sounds that he made in Return of the Jedi. I liked that, too. Mm-hmm. That was a cool back. I thought that was a cool visual too. Is um, after his helmet's been like split open, mm-hmm. you kind of get the blue hue for a minute that kind of reflects like who he used to be, and then it like yeah. goes red. And it's like this is who he is now. Yeah, I thought that and- was a very cool visual that like I actually I didn't even pick up on it at first, but I had seen something on the old Twitter mm-hmm. somebody put like picture of uh, side by side of him with the blue and him with the red. I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. That's who he used yeah. to be and who he is now. And I really liked the fact that they mixed James Earl Jones' voice with Hayden Christensen. Like, mm. the fact that it warped in and out. That was a cool effect. I really, really enjoyed that. I, I We need more of that. <laughs> you know, apparently I read something. Uh, I don't know how true it is. It's on the internet, so obviously it's 100% true. Um, that James Earl Jones didn't really record any dialogue. They just did something where somebody recorded his dialogue and then they took his his uh, voice mm-hmm. and manipulated it to sound exactly like him. And he's still so, cashing the checks. I'm like, fuck, I, I need that job. It'd actually yeah, be so, a cool job outside of working in a marijuana dispensary, which I talk about a little bit in the last <laughs> episode, but go ahead. So yeah, I read I read something about that too because somebody had mentioned that to me, and I guess what they actually like, he he did record dialogue, but they did reuse some other dialogue. Um, they kind of did uh, what they did with Luke at the end of um, uh, um, the first uh, season of uh, Mandalorian. God damn it! I haven't seen that. Yet. Oh, <laughs> dang it! Well, I mean. You got that spoiled for you anyways, I remember you saying. I um, did, but that presented a very cool and funny moment here on the episode. <laughs> but uh, they kind of did the deep fake sort of thing where they de-aged him and, you know, they made him look like he did at the end of Return of the Jedi. Um, they did the same thing with uh, James Earl Jones' voice. Like, he, he did record new lines, but they also used old lines and kind of made him sound like what he would have in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. So they kind of tried to make it continuous in that sort of sense. That makes sense. Uh, did his uh, Darth Vader's helmet look kind of like, I mean, I obviously now, you know, his helmet gets redesigned, but like his helmet <laughs> looked a little weird. Yeah, it was uh, because they did redesign it at the end of Revenge of the Sith because apparently it wasn't symmetrical in the entire original trilogy. And they kind of like figured that out and they're like, okay, let's make it symmetrical. So when you look at it in revenge of the Sith, it looks smaller. Mm -hmm. And I think 
what they were trying to go for in this too, because I mean, it had to fit Hayden Christensen. So, you know, it did look a little weird. Yeah. Well, uh, still awesome. Still glad to see, uh, Darth Vader. Uh, like I said, if you guys have not watched this yet, highly recommend checking it out. Definitely worth it. Um, Adam, before I let you go, uh, so what uh, television shows next? Because actually, as I was thinking about do, uh, this episode, there's been a just a fucking murderer's row of like just awesome television shows right now, and I can't even keep up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's uh, what's next? What are you going to check out next? What am I going to check out next? Um, there was one that my buddy was talking to me about. I don't even remember the name of it, so um, uh, forgive me for uh, not knowing the name, but it's about um, this. Uh, it's on Apple TV. Uh, it's a group of people that has um, uh, separate lives, one at work and one at home. Oh, and- yeah, 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 yeah. We uh, we actually uh, we have watched that, and I forget the name of it off the top of my head. It's actually it's got Adam Scott in it and John yeah. Turturro. Um, let me see. severance is what it is. Yeah, that's that's next on my to watch list because I heard it's very very good. Yeah, um, it's it's a little weird, but not weird in like a bad way. Weird in a good way. Yeah, uh, I didn't watch like because essentially at my house, um, I watch most of my TV through my wife. Jen watches like a lot of TV shows, so usually whatever I pick up is I've watched it with her and she's, she watches a lot of the, the desk, like the reality, the real housewife shit, but she mm-hmm. watches like really cool stuff too. And she had watched that severance. So I didn't get a chance to watch the entire mm-hmm. run, but what I seen of it, I really, really enjoyed. That's good. So yeah, That's definitely, good. definitely check that one out. Um, man, I, I know for me, like, uh, I was hell bent on getting through Barry so I can start mm-hmm. the new season of Barry, which I fucking absolutely adore Barry. It's probably my favorite television show. I haven't started season three of that yet. Yeah. Still need to see that. Um, HBO did a show called We Own the City. It's kind of like a uh, prequel or it's like a companion show to The Wire, which I think is arguably the best HBO show of all time. Uh, been meaning to check that out. Uh Paramount Plus decided this weekend, oh, hey, we're just going to drop the beat with some Butthead movie. New one on there. I need to check that one out, too. Um, but I just started The Old Man. Um, anything that Jeff Bridges does, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, Jeff Bridges is probably in the top five of my favorite actors of all time. Anything that guy's in, I'm going to watch it. It yep. has, a, it's like kind of a spy you know, secret agent type deal. So, okay, Jeff Bridges, you know, spy, you know, assassin. They have, I've only watched like the first episode and a half. So I'm like still trying to figure it out. Okay, that intrigue, mystery, spy stuff. Okay, that's number two. Then it's got mm-hmm. John Lithgow in it, who I'm presuming is the villain. Yeah. Check mark three. It's also done by FX, which FX has a great track record of good programming. So I oh, think yeah. that's what I'm going to invest my time in right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do know there's a new Stranger Things part two of their latest season starts on the first. 
That's yeah. the one show that I regret not being, like, not starting yet. I would, I would still give it a start. It's worth it. Um, oh the, no, I I plan on it at some point, but it's just one of those things yeah. where like, I know when that show was introduced. I mean, that's my fucking wheelhouse. That's like the '80s. That's when I grew. Like those kids are growing up when I was a kid. So like, I should have like instantly like, oh fuck, I have to watch this. And my wife started it before I did, and then by the time I noticed how far along she was, I was too far behind and it just it's one of those things where i just couldn't i have not taken the time it yeah it is is definitely in your wheelhouse and i know i know uh both you and jen love horror movies and this latest season uh the villain in it was uh very much inspired by freddy krueger okay and in that same sense uh, it, 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 he was a, he's a combination of like um, Pinhead and Freddy Krueger and you know um, but in that same vein they decided like hey you know what would be really cool is if we got the original actor for um, Freddy Krueger to come and play a, a role in this so he's actually in it oh god damn <laughs> well when I got COVID that was my game plan it's like okay like I'm going to be off work for a few days um, then uh, I'll get caught up on these TV shows I wanted to watch. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, I had to go back to work earlier than I had planned, so mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to get caught up on and watch a lot of this stuff. And now I, I think once the new season wraps up, because it comes out, what, Friday? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think once that one's done, I think I'll just – lock in and like because i could probably motor through them pretty quick yeah um i do know that uh this last season the episode there wasn't that many episodes there's like seven i want to say i I don't remember but each of them was about an hour and some odd minutes long they were pretty long so Mm -hmm. it'd take about seven hours to get through the entire thing so but you can motor motor through them pretty fast though and they they don't seem that long when you're watching them Mm. Uh, the only thing that I've seen off this new season is uh, Matthew Modine is in it, and he's got <laughs> bitch and sideburns. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> uh, I know my wife was watching it. She's a huge fan of the show. And I just happened to walk past, and I'm like, oh, Matthew Modine. Sideburns. <laughs> Fucking awesome. All right. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that out. And plus now – that uh, I have, uh, my love of Star Wars has been rekindled. I, I, now I have to, I owe it to myself to start and finish The Mandalorian. Because I think the new season of that starts here. Yeah. In, this fall, in the fall. At least The Mandalorian, nobody would fault you for um, skipping the Book of Boba Fett. But um, I think that's kind of necessary as well. So I, w- I would watch the Book of Boba Fett. Just muscle through it. I mean, if for nothing else, it gives Boba Fett some character development. So. Right. Well, I've also, uh, Lucas was uh, telling me, I know uh, the original plan was uh, him uh, being on the show too. He's actually a big fan of Ka- uh, Miss Marvel. He's told me that's really good right now. I, I've I've heard um, several different things about it and much in the same uh, uh, kind of feel for um, the idiot racists around Obi-Wan. There's idiot racists around Miss Marvel too. So they kind of like drown out 
actual criticisms and I've, I've heard actual criticism about the show, but then I've also heard good things about the show. So, yeah, I know, uh, I don't know if it's like for me, if it's Marvel fatigue, but like, I don't know. Like I just, after Hawkeye, I've just been kind of like, I just can't start the Marvel shows. Like we've tried to watch moon Knight, the first episode of that. And like, I think my wife and I fell asleep to it. And I just like, I'll get to it when I get to it. Uh, the thing I like about Moon Knight, and I know that Lucas uh, has his strong feelings that it's awful. Uh, this, I haven't finished it. The I like it. I like it a lot. Um, the reason why I like it, though, is because it's different than anything else Marvel. So mm-hmm. being out on Marvel and watching Moon Knight is an okay thing, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just... I, I just haven't been super pumped to watch any of that stuff. Mm-mm. No, it's, it, it, it's, I think it's just, uh, being tired of the formulaic thing. You know, it is very formulaic. Uh, the, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I really hope that we're not getting to that point now with Marvel stuff where you're starting to get the fatigue and it's like, yeah, not really invested. And I think they're, they're kind of at a point now where like, you're trying to, well, I mean, we've got Thor coming out, which I, I know the, the reviews of that are uh, yeah. pretty good so far, but I don't know. I think it's just trying to cycle through some of these newer characters and mm-hmm. it's been tough to kind of get invested in any of them. Cause I think you spent so much time with like everybody leading up to end game. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, now I have to learn all these new people again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that uh, it, we've talked about it plenty of times before on different podcasts, but um, uh, the whole franchise uh, mentality of cinema nowadays is uh, crank out another one. Let's let's milk this cash cow for all it's worth, you know. Mm. So, and I think that's one of the things that I like about um, we were talking about Stranger Things is like you know, season four is their last season. I think that that's perfectly fine. You know, ended at season four. They don't need a million seasons. It's good. So this is season four now or? It's season four now. So, um, and this last second part of this last season is supposedly the last uh, season they're doing. I'm good with that. Like end it while you're ahead, you know? So, and, and with the Marvel stuff, it's just like, okay, let's keep milking the cow. Mm. Let's keep. So. Uh, it, it's it's kind of a, a a bittersweet thing. You get you get more of the thing that you like, but uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, like too much of something good is a bad thing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um. Well, uh, before we wrap this up, uh, anything to add on Obi Wan or what people should be watching right now uh, during the uh, the dog days of summer? Watch Obi Wan. Watch Obi Wan. It's good. Yes, it's worth. Um, yeah, that's all I have to add is it's excellent. It's really good. If you like either the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, anything Star Wars, it's got something for everybody. Yeah. I, I think if you're a Star Wars fan, this feels like Star Wars. Yep. Oh, all right. Well, that wraps up, uh, this episode. So, uh, we will talk to you guys later. And that will do it for today's episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. We hope you guys and gals enjoyed what you heard. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. 
You can find the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So if you want to hear what we've got coming up, poll questions, I like to interact with you guys and gals on there. So please follow us on all the socials. We would love to hear your feedback, what you got to say. Maybe you give us a good show update down the road. Who knows? A little bit of breaking news. I am going to drop a second episode this week. I'm going to discuss uh, the AEW New Japan joint pay-per-view Forbidden Door, which just happened this past Sunday. So I'm going to give my thoughts on that. Uh, Probably going to drop that Wednesday or Thursday. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. So we will catch you guys later.